0: Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez.
1: I let like them move it, move it.
0: I'm David Cox.
2: And
1: I'm Josh Matheson.
0: And this is our epilogue episode for The Mysterious Affair at Styles because we have finished our sixth book nuts we haven't have we it's season six of lazy book club is
2: it's a veritable
1: library at this
2: point. yeah yeah that what, what how many books does, does do you have to be a library i mean
0: technically
2: <laughs> I we might be aware that would off. be a modest book collection
0: yes i i wouldn't say the person who says i've read six books in my life would be someone you'd think is particularly well read or Probably well-rounded
1: yeah. yeah as a book club as a book club i feel like we're doing pretty good
0: Yeah, we are. I'd say we are. More than the
2: average person, you know. You might read two books on holiday and then go a year. Yeah,
0: it's true.
1: As promised last week, I'm stuffing my face.
0: Yeah, no, as this is our epilogue episode, this is where we get to round off the season and get to talk about the book we've just read. We have some facts and then we also have, of course, our quiz at the end as well. So Josh is fully embracing the freedom of this episode with a kebab and an amaretto and coke as well That's on the go. That's quite
2: a pairing, isn't it?
1: It's yeah.
2: It's it's, <laughs> it's meal number two. Got a wine plate. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean i i could I should have gone for a light Turkish beer if I'm honest, yeah, but I didn't what yeah. whatever, so the mysterious affair at Styles, I actually
0: really, really enjoyed our first who has done this. I thought it yeah. was really, really cool, actually. I'm really looking forward to doing another one at some point, but just to kind of ask you guys, what were your kind of highlights of this book? What did you find kind of the most fun about this book, or the most enjoyable? I mean my highlight definitely I mean it probably sounds really obvious
2: was definitely that it went all the way back to being Alfred in the end because mm. I really like thinking that I've got it and I think I'm clever and there is something satisfying on being fooled in a yes. weird sort of way and you go oh it is quite satisfying yeah it's it not is. actually like you know when you watch a movie and you know what the twist is going to be that's not as satisfying as when it just gets you like I don't know what is the science behind a twist being such a satisfying thing to experience yeah I really enjoyed that. I thought that's really well done.
1: What about you Josh? What was the what was the highlight for you? I think the the best bit for me was having such an iconic character as Hercule mm. Poirot who you've seen manifested in so many different ways. That I remember David Suchet's Poirot was just kind of like a staple on the TV when we were growing up. I think it was nice to be able to voice my little version of Hercule Poirot. Pretend you were on daytime <laughs> TV. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but but moreover, just seeing where that whole character started from. This is the first time he was ever written. So it was yeah. quite interesting just to see, you know, how those little quirks were introduced and the, the, the humble origins, I guess.
0: I think my highlight of it was just the idea of Evelyn Howard wearing a fake beard and buying Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yep. Just the ridiculousness of that picture.
1: Um, um, I think that was my highlight, actually. Mm. It was
0: just her, just, yeah. Just,
1: uh, but actually, to be fair, Evie Howard generally was just quite yes. a treat, wasn't a she? delight, an absolute yeah. delight. <laughs> we
2: <laughs>
0: nailed the voice again. Uh,
1: I still think, though, that my
0: favourite voice from this book was Emily. I think Emily oh, I was I, I still the best. a, client. a shame. I was I hoping yeah. there'd be
1: some flashbacks.
2: Yeah, I, I wanted
1: some flashback episodes. Some flashbacks. There's my low light.
0: It's-
2: Low light, your low light is not enough Not enough (laughs) Or you should
0: come back as a ghost I think my low light from the book Was the fact that the garage was never explained He said I need a garage And then they never explained
1: Why he needed a garage Do you know, I was was actually thinking about this today Catching up on this very fine Lazy Tuesday And I thought Maybe a garage is like What they call the taxi rank Or like where you go Maybe you just need to get home quickly And you didn't want to walk
0: well, no, then, that, I think that that, that probably does then explain. And so it's not as much of a low light as I initially thought it was. <laughs>
1: uh, undo that low light. Yeah, no, it's fine. Have you got a low light at all, Josh? Well, there's nothing about it that was like, ugh. Like There were bits of, I think, perhaps all of the other books that you were like, yeah, all right, did you have to do quite so much of that? Or did that really have to be there? But it was also neatly woven She's very concise as a writer, isn't she? And she did
0: skip when it was like, "Oh, I had the conversation about this this person about something in the past." I'm not going to write it here. I'm going to carry on. Exactly. Yeah. So it was. It was. She was very economic in her words.
2: Well, yeah. Because you could say, "Oh, I wish I knew some characters better," but then to what end? Because then you go, and then another person goes, "Well, I don't want to hear any more about Cynthia." uh or eve evelyn or whoever it might be that you might want to elaborate more on there's nothing really in there that doesn't lead to some sort of solution or important constituent part of what ends up being the answer so by
1: by its nature everything is is a piece of the puzzle and therefore without it you're sort of lacking but you don't need any extra
2: before i was like reading some i was trying to Read some of the critical reviews. I always like to read the bad reviews, and one said, "Oh, there was too many red herrings." It's like, no, the whole point was the red herrings were <laughs> important. There was too many red. It wasn't was like no, because each one of those Poirot needed certain aspects in order to frame them, because yeah. they wouldn't have made the mistakes they did without him being able to orchestrate the dead ends. Or the, you know, so I didn't agree with well, that being a thing
0: also the red herrings are important because it shows you what scotland yard's trainer thought is compared yeah. to poirot's and why the murderers were being clever do you know what i mean because it's like the red herrings were there one because they laid them to try and get away with it and two because obviously it's meant to show how remarkable Poirot is because he is able to negotiate those red herrings without falling for them himself. And without that, Poirot wouldn't be as remarkable. The book wouldn't be as interesting because you'd be able to guess it really, really easily because, as you say, all you need is that letter at the end and then suddenly it's like, well, case closed, done. And then it wouldn't mean that the murderers had been as active in trying to get away with it. It would have seemed like they were just like a fluke murder rather than a calculated one, you know? Very true. As with all of our epilogue episodes, we have a very special guest who is joining us. We have Noah from The Gaming Arc, who is our one non-lazy member of the Lazy Book Club podcast, who helps us with the research that we probably should have done at the start of the book. So hello, Noah. How are you today? You okay?
3: I am good. Hi. <laughs> now, you actually have some <laughs> fa- facts for us. Primarily um, about the publishing side of this book. Okay. Not loads, but just a
1: handful. Yes. Hit us with your facts.
3: So it was written in 1916, which was in the middle of World War One, And Agatha Christie was a nurse during that time and had based Poro on a lot of the people that she was working with, basically. She just right. kind of took characteristics of people that she was healing. Oh, okay. And made the
0: character based off of that oh wow so she wasn't a professional author when she started writing this she was doing other work and and it was just a hobby that she did yeah oh wow actually
3: like with with her knowledge of like nursing and everything she had knowledge of poisons and stuff which she then put in her books
0: yeah 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 so she would have understood the chemistry of the bromide powders and all the rest of she it. You wouldn't
3: have had like, Google to be like, what is a good poison for this person? Of course. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. More than they write, because it can just be like, how long does it take for a character, for such and such to bleed out from such and such? And she was just like, I don't know how to murder someone in real life. <laughs>
2: Some detailed like chemistry and medical. You, you know, we, we spent uh, yeah. Yeah. like half an hour trying to work out how to say these like pharmacy recipes of how to put like, the yeah. bromide powders with that. And we were
0: like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've never seen some of those signs before. Mm-hmm. I just imagine her working in a hospital and asking some really, really suspicious questions like, to the doctors. <laughs> so, I mean, so how long would it take someone to bleed out from a like a blow to the? <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're just like, uh, mm-hmm. know, is everything okay at home? Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah. planning something? Talk to
3: one of the in the bed and be like, how, how how did it
2: feel
1: to be stabbed? Yeah. Like, would how long will this poison last, or how long will it take to kill them? <laughs> And what colour was your secretion this morning? Uh, Ah, yeah, it's very good. No, to be fair, like what a great place to work, to meet like such a cross section of people. You're not surprised that you're like she probably you know, came home to whoever she was living with and was like, You never guess who I met at work today. Yeah. And someone someone's like, You should write a book about them. Yeah, I I should. And then she did yeah. <laughs> multiple <Mortical>. fertile <laughs> yeah. soil for uh, good characters in a hospital. Well, yeah.
0: So, had she has she done any training in writing? Then she just trained as a nurse, worked uh, as a nurse, and it was just a hobby, or
3: did she? Take- yeah, it was just something. It was just something that she, you said, like she wasn't a professional um, writer. It was actually very similar to some of the previous books we've read. Was first published as a weekly series in the Times. Ah, ah. except obviously done a thousand times better than Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more of a book. So each chapter
0: was—it's uh, like a little thing that would be put in the Times, or is it the case that they would have been extended? Because some of the chapters were quite long, so I'd imagine that being in the paper taking quite a while. So, did she fatten it out yeah, for the book? It
3: was—it was just—it was a—it just, was, was definitely—it was a weekly serial, so she could probably like. Chop up chapters yeah, into yeah. into half chapters and and it did include the illustrations and the maps and stuff that that is in the published ah okay ah, cool cool and yeah so that was her first published novel that was originally published as a serial um although actually it outside of the serial publishing it was originally published um in the US in nineteen twenty despite her being an, oh, a, okay. an English author and obviously it being in the Times which is English newspaper um it was first published in the US um in 1920 October 1920 it didn't get published into the UK until January of 1921
0: right okay and that's you mean as a book
3: for some reason Mm. yeah for some reason in those handful of months the UK didn't wasn't interested she got turned away a few times as well
2: um which seems to be the case doesn't it it, with like classic
1: i'm not saying this Good is a books, classic novel yeah.
2: it's one along many but you always hear about you know like harry potter or like Tolkien novels yeah. or c.s lewis and like mm. you can imagine like the just like the, the publisher just reading it and going and not going this is amazing just get just mm. going no no i've read better this week
3: what did they pick up instead
2: i'm yeah. always curious mm. like, what? let's time, read that book did, <laughs> they, did they go
3: for instead yeah and um is it another like really good well-known story or is it just like (laughs) um, yeah exactly (laughs) it's like where did you what horse did you bet on Mm. did it pay off because i'm not sure it did so yeah so it was published then it was it was though one of the first 10 books that got published by penguin books when when penguin books first began in in 1935 Mm -hmm. oh cool so it it clearly did in those like 13 years well, enough for Penguin Book to be like we need 10. more, we need first more. top 10 books that we're publishing. Yeah, that's one of them, and it has sold more than um 100 million copies wow. and been translated into about 100 languages. Oh, yes, so it did, yeah. it did really well. Everybody loves a yeah.
1: Poirot.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, as you say, her stories are still being turned into movies today and they've been remade and, remade and remade and remade and TV shows and everything. So the stories, as they as they work in terms of a narrative and the structure, it, it, they're pretty ironclad. They're pretty solid because that's why mm-hmm. they've been kind of recreated so many times.
3: So I only got a handful of those facts, but these facts do link in with the first question of the quiz. Ooh, so <laughs> I was contemplating whether or not I wanted to have oh, it as a fact. Holy. Yeah, I was right. contemplating whether or not I wanted to have the first question as a fact, or if I wanted to have it as like a. I kind of want to see what they what, what answers they would give. Oh,
0: right, okay, Sam. so we need to assign bu- buzzers. Well, we need we. buzzers.
3: Come, sir. Yes, <laughs> I think
0: that's your one, David. On, <laughs> Come, sir. Is <laughs> David's one? It's quite short, though, isn't it? I would like a a, a kind of puro. Exclamation.
1: Ah!
3: Did
0: you say like, mon dieu, or ah, or something like that. He says, mon ami, mon ami. quite a lot. Yeah, 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 mon ami. Or mes amis, yeah. I was going to say for me, justice.
1: <laughs> oh, <sorry.
0: Yeah. laughs> well, that was,
2: actually, that's my low light. There we go. That's my low light. <laughs> that she, light. Has this, she has this sort of like, two, four, six, it's oh. Like, one. one <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like, Are you all right? Are you right, Han? Yeah, like, even though you're OTT, doing, you know. <laughs> but it makes sense now, though, because if she was guilty and she was on the spot trying to work out whether Porra was on to her or not, or, it, it. yeah, it makes her odd behavior it rationalizes it. You go, oh, she was maybe hiding some guilt.
2: You'd have to, yeah, if you were playing that part, you'd have to use that choice, like because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to play it completely naturalistically because it would just be no one no one no one talks I'm doubling
1: down because I'm actually guilty. Yeah, Yeah,
0: it's true. Right, well there you go. Buzzers are assigned. David's got a win one now. (laughs)
3: David's
0: not one (laughs) now I'm just a, I'm just along for the ride. Okay, Get so out of right. all the books, I think like this is probably going to be the most even Stephen one because as I've proved, I can't even remember the characters' names properly, let alone what <laughs> happened in okay. this book. So I think we're pretty. Uh, this is going to be a shocker, I think, for everybody.
3: But the book with so much detail and obviously red herrings and like sleuthing. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I could I could bring a question about anything.
0: Definitely. Right. Well, we'll the first in. question is: um,
3: you don't necessarily need to. Uh, we don't need your buzzers because I want to see what everyone would say. And I'll just okay. give the point to whoever's closest. Oh, that's okay. good. Okay. That's a bit okay. okay. So question, us in. question one is, how much did Christie eventually make from this novel?
1: Ooh. Oh, okay.
2: I'm going to go ridiculous. I'm going to go low okay. as anything because I'm thinking young woman in 1916.
0: No one's heard of her. Yeah, how much did her publisher like.
2: take? I, I shouldn't be getting in your head. Um, I'm gonna get something ridiculous, like a thousand pounds. This is old money, so I'm gonna say a
0: thousand pounds. I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna say two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone high. So
1: half <laughs> point,
2: point is a hundred and twenty four and a half
1: thousand. That's totally not where my head was at. I'm gonna go
3: a cool half mil. I can tell you that none of you are remotely close. Oh, yeah. Who's the closest? But- David gets the point. For that. Really? Oh, How much did you, you earn? Because according to this quiz, and I haven't fact checked this because I am still part of the lazy book quiz, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> It just it just, Whoa, it just, no, just
2: it oh god, I just feel myself becoming so. The correct
3: answer was twenty five pounds. <gasps> I <gasps> agree. That
2: is astonishing.
3: What? When they reason? Quid? Did she sell the rights to somebody else? It sold about two thousand copies, which was obviously not bad for a novice, but she only got twenty five pounds for it, and it wasn't from royalties. It was from the serial rights, but the ser it had been sold to the Weekly Times for fifty pounds. Right. So she didn't have like the rights of the book anymore she was she was given 25 pounds for the rights. So when Penguin it. published
0: it, did they then take the rights off of the Times or whoever did the serial? So did was somebody else making all the money from the the published Penguin book like Penguin rather than her because she'd already passed the intellectual property on?
3: Yeah. The intellectual property wasn't wasn't hers at that point. And obviously that was like really discouraging, but fortunately she didn't stop writing and she was able mm-hmm. to to get back into it and well hopefully
0: and she learned from that first book that and went yeah okay oh, that's not going to happen yeah. again she's looking at a penguin rolling up in a bentley <laughs> <Like> going...
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm now picturing a penguin yeah. in a bentley yeah, yeah
3: i was as well <laughs> <laughs> you the
1: penguin from um from batman just yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so i
1: failed miserably on question one well done to me
3: what keyword is consistently misspelled in the original edition of the book? Mes amis? Yes.
1: Is it? Josh. Is it strychnine? No. Nope. Justice! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Matt. Monsieur? No. Oh. Uh-uh.
3: no. Come sir. Go on, David. Take your guess. Come sir. That sounded <laughs> so, so non-committal. <laughs> what, you think? what word that crops up in the book multiple times could possibly be misspelled?
2: Uh, someone see a something they drink. Uh, is it like Scott? No. I, got I, I, a word. I, I don't know. I Do don't know. I've got, got, no, got, no got no idea. got no idea. Go on, Josh.
3: I don't have it. I was just
1: laughing. If it was Bowerstein, that would be very hilarious to me. <laughs> if it's a name, that would be funny. No,
3: actually. I the, think um, you're just going to tell the us. The word was Coco. Oh, Coco. Oh. Coco, as in like hot cocoa. Okay, I yeah. It was... So, yeah, Ow. it was spelled oh. like Coco's and like Coco Chanel's. I just knew it would be one of m- m- the drinks, but I didn't know. Um, ah, there's oh, no there you on go. The end. I know when you said it was going to be one of the drinks, I was like waiting. I was like, could this be it? <laughs> he
1: gets two points <laughs> plus two questions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no points there.
3: It was at the insistence of the spelling editor that Coco should be spelt Coco's and Coco Chanel. Chrissy <laughs> argued it. But at the, at the really end, funny. the spelling editor was like, "Nah, I'm
1: gonna change but it." But why? I'm spell it cocoa. Did they give any kind of reason? I don't know. She was trying to anglicize the spelling so people don't mispronounce was, it. I don't know. She was just really stubborn
3: as the spelling editor. I don't get it. You would think it would be like the other way around. Like Christy's like, "No, I want it spelled cocoa," and um, the spelling editor being like, "No, it's spelled cacao." Yeah, because Christy like produced dictionaries and tins of of cocoa. Being like, that's how you spell it. it yeah. is. Nah, it's written right on the here.
0: side of the tin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, there you go.
1: Nobody She's gets not, a point. No, no. Maybe I am going to win with one point. <laughs> Maybe. <would> <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in for a wild ride. <laughs> <the way>. Yeah. <laughs> Question three:
3: The book is narrated by Captain Hastings. What does he tell Mary he has a secret hankering to be? Come, sir. A detective. Yes. Well <laughs> too <done> quick. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's all kicking off. Question four. Hmm. Two people are observed to shed tears for the murdered Emily. Oh Who God. are they? God.
0: Oh, Justice. I mean, Justice. Yes, Matt.
1: <laughs> uh, Dorcas and John. No. Uh, Mezemi, I'm going to go with uh, L- Lawrence
3: and Alfred. No, I'll give you a clue. Just one it. of them was was crying crocodile tears. Yes, Justin! You've had yours. Day, Matt. No, you can't come in again. Okay, okay. okay. It's fastest buzzer.
1: All right, you go. Fine.
0: Evelyn and Dorcas.
3: Evelyn was one of the ones who was Com crying.
0: Sart. The oh, so
2: horrible right.
3: crocodile tears. Dorcas isn't the other one yeah. though.
2: ComSA, Evelyn, and crocodile tears. Poirot. <laughs>
3: That's what his friends call him. It was Poirot and Evelyn. Yeah, it was Poirot. When and did Poirot
1: cry? Because <laughs> he'd be the only one that would do He's it. He's stealing this. Are you having a laugh?
0: <laughs> David is just so... running away. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, no, no, Matt did not, Matt, didn't Matt say
0: Evelyn? <laughs> I did say one, yeah, but no, but it's only a one point. You have to get both. You have to get both. You You get get the the point. You get the whole point.
3: Well, I've got a couple of questions that do have, like, two answers. So I will give one for each one. Okay. So I will give Matt one for Evelyn. And I'll give David one for Poirot. Okay.
0: All right. That's how we'll do That's
3: fair. Because the next question is, what two things are of primary significance to Poirot about the day of the murder? Is that me? Yes, Josh. Number one
1: is that it was a really hot day. Mm-hmm. Oh. And the second one was that the mm-hmm. flowers had just been redone.
3: You got the first half right. Oh. The temperature of the day was significant because on the day of the murder, it registered 80 degrees in the shade, yeah. but Emily had ordered a fire, a fire to be lit. That's it. So that was the first significant okay you do get a point for that okay thanks anyone want to see what's the second one Comsar, that
2: the coffee mug had been ground into the ground something like that i don't know that's a complete guess it's one of the things they found it's not really about the day is it
3: the other primary significance was the distinct appearance of alfred oh yeah right because yeah.
1: the fact that he's very realized
3: it would have made it very easy for someone to impersonate dress up him. as him yeah the next question which is question six Poirot finds a crumpled piece of paper in Emily's boudoir and on it is written, possessed, I am, I am possessed, he is possessed, I am possessed, possessed. What single thing about this is significant? Mes amis! To him? Yes, Josh. Is it that uh, in the
1: one of the possessed is spelt wrong?
3: Yes, it's the different spellings of the word possessed. All right. it's very. It's clear that she pre-wrote the words so that she knew what she was checking it yeah next question when cynthia confides to hastings her concern about the uncertain future of emily's death what does he do oh justice
0: (laughs) he proposes
3: (sighs) he does indeed he asks to marry him Uh
2: oh (laughs) this is getting tense
3: and she finds it terribly amusing and just walks off laughing yes
2: that's my fast that is a highlight that was actually a
0: highlight i forgot to
3: mention that
0: one yeah it is
3: for any hasting fans out there he does propose again but more successfully in a different book (laughs) (laughs) he does get he does get love oh go on murder on the links he does find love
0: so what what's the score now am i on two three you are on two
3: josh is also on two back um,
2: hashtag tense Come on.
3: Really- Let alone the <laughs>
2: Euros. This is this is the real you know.
3: The thing is is there's no chance of this going to Rome. It will always
2: <laughs> That would be <laughs> strange and it would cost us <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Lazy Book Club from Rome. To celebrate. This, this novel's not so for yet. no
2: reason. <laughs> yeah.
3: Zero benefit no other than <laughs> we fancy the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next question. Whom does Evelyn attempt to implicate in the murder?
2: Comtar, John Cavendish.
0: You are very quick
2: there, yes. David. David. I was you very
0: are on impressed with that. Ball. I know. Maybe we this beer is stronger than I thought it was.
3: Arm, right? I shouldn't have
1: gone for the amaretto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still
0: processing the question.
3: So this is literally going to be a... Who's the fastest at screaming in my ear? Yeah, ah. it. Who impersonates... Justice! What's that? Oh, I heard Matt first. Ah, yes. Evelyn. Evelyn does. I'm just not, I'm just not fast enough. <laughs> it's that
2: amaretto. <laughs>
1: it is.
3: Slowing you down.
2: <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> That's for our Patreon subscribers Yeah, <laughs> A little bit of X-rated fingers <laughs>
3: <laughs> Okay, so the mysterious Dr. Sheen. Although he doesn't turn out to be the murderer He does turn out to be a criminal So what's his crime? I know this? Oh, I think I heard Josh first You <laughs> <laughs> both did the arms I know. It was very hard to see <laughs> He was arrested for espionage <laughs> For being a spy he was, he was arrested for espionage. Guys, it is 3-3-4. Three, three, they, they're catching up. You, I
0: know, I'm you, scared. You've got this, okay? Got, you've got that this. lead. How many questions have we got left?
3: i say two more questions. Okay. Because well, at the moment, it's 3-3-4. Three, three, so you can draw and then play. overtake.
0: Or take it to a tie break if you get, if one of us Ooh. manages to get to four.
3: Next question is, what causes Poirot to realise that the incriminating letter written by Alfred to Evelyn was in the spill on the mantelpiece. Mr. me. Yes, Matt.
0: Uh, he had moved and centered all of the stuff on the mantelpiece earlier and then one of the things had been moved and he'd realized afterwards that it had been moved and yeah. he realized it that, he, that like he didn't he, he wouldn't have to recent yeah, he wouldn't have to recenter uh, something because he'd already centered it.
3: My brain was just too slow. So it could be just a three-way tie if Josh gets this, <laughs> and in a tie break. Otherwise, come on, come on, Jones. let me have it for the grant. either be okay. Matt or David. <laughs> <laughs> I love that David's so, like
0: eyes closed in like a Zen state, It's <laughs>
3: just like. Okay, last question: Why did Poirot want John to go on trial for the murder of Emily? Come, sir. Yes, David
2: because before that mary mary was completely sort of <gasps> flipping out and not 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 and and almost going to divorce and leave her but the but the trial kind of changed her relationship ie kind of like um i'm trying to explain it <laughs> it, it, it was beneficial for <laughs> mary to to
0: be,
3: to, a to be going i feel like he should Cavendish have like
0: but yes. I'll say it's a woman's
2: you know I mean? happiness. Yes, I'm mean
3: gonna give you the point because it is to bring happiness. him and his wife to yeah. That sounds better language than I was using. He's done it.
1: I don't think He's only gone and done, done it. Done
0: it. <laughs> He's only gone and done it. Play it Hang sound effects. I done think it. this deserves
1: <laughs> 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 That's more apt. <laughs> If Matt had pipped you to the post, I would have been livid. But I'm actually quite pleased with that victory for you, David. So yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a big monkey off my back.
3: Listen, you proved yourself. You can now go back to just losing all of the quizzes. I do think I've
2: concentrated more on this book than some of the other ones, though. Maybe, Because, like, some other books, I love going, like, oh, I didn't concentrate for a lot of that. You may hear it sometimes when you listen and go, David's quiet. Um, (laughs) And what it will be is (laughs) I (laughs) have a short attention span.
0: Well, there we go. Epilogue to book number six. David has his first gold medal. Well done,
3: David.
0: Thank you again, Noah, for coming Ooh. in and putting us through our paces. We really do appreciate it and all of your yeah, research you as me. well. Thank you. Thank you thank very much. Noah. So, yeah,
3: I appreciate that I've lasted this long. I'm pretty sure I was going to just be a one-time, <laughs> a one-time person. We're
0: <laughs> <That's laughs> too lazy to find someone yeah, else. Yeah,
3: we, <laughs> we are going to be looking for new people. <laughs>
1: This will be like you. We'll drag you back on book 62 and you're like, really? Are we still doing this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think
0: the only thing left now to announce is what our next book is going to be. Now, we only actually decided on this one today. That's correct. Probably should put more thought into it. I did put in my defence, a questionnaire up on Patreon. And the responses I basically got was, yeah, all of that sounds great, just pick one. So it wasn't really like you guys kind of made it clear what you wanted. You just kind of went, yeah, whatever you do, we love it. So it's fine. Um, it's not as easy as just picking, I would like to say, because
2: people might suggest certain things and it's not that we don't want to do it. Like there are certain things, like some some books have chapters that would be two hour long episodes yeah. or... You know, thirty-five chapters and a bit like Pinocchio are varying lengths, or are just written in first person and have no dialogue. Yeah, so we need lots of characters. We need to well, keep it fun for you. A similar yeah. length, and exactly. yeah, even if it's serious, we need to tinge it with some sort of, you know, hilarity.
1: Otherwise, yes. David gets bored. You know. Yeah, this <laughs> is it.
0: Then I start getting out all the props. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're going to stick with the slightly more serious tone of the books, because I think we've quite enjoyed doing like the, the slightly meatier literature and stuff that kind of like leaves you a bit more on the edge of your seat. So, Josh, do you want to announce what the next
1: book is going to be? Our uh, Series 7, the seventh book we're going to be reading, is going to be The 39 Steps by John Buchan, uh, which nope. we're quite excited about, ultimately. Yeah. What I do love about the 39 Steps,
0: it does sound like some kind of self-help book, kind of like Chicken Soup for the Soul, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 Steps. Like it has that kind of cinema, but it has nothing to do with self-help. It's actually a thriller, isn't it? I remember I saw the play in London, but it's a spoof, satirical kind of Mickey take of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm kind of intrigued to read the original which was meant to be serious, rather than something that you take the Mickey out. Yeah, there have been loads the of adaptations
1: <laughs> of this of this story, and uh, you know, uh, uh, contemporary ones and and classical ones. Um, there's an Alfred sort of Hitchcock film as well. An Alfred Hitchcock, I believe, there's another one in the works at the moment. So we thought it might be interesting to dive into that. Um, it's kind of got that yeah adventure thriller vibe to it. Mm. So hopefully, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, so yeah. That's another one
0: in England as well well England and Scotland isn't it it kind of goes around the UK so it's, it's kind of nice British, as well being all, British yeah. people doing stuff that's in Britain because you go oh I know that place and oh yes I've been there mm-hmm, and it kind it. of makes it a bit more personal for us even though most of our listeners are in America so sorry about that guys So, <laughs> yeah
2: A yeah, exactly. selfish book club
1: <laughs> yes we're, e- we're educating that's you on our plan. British culture
2: <laughs> what, what, would, what would the what would the USP be of the selfish
0: book club just
2: like yeah,
1: what's that what's the tagline if we rebranded to <laughs> <laughs> books only i care about
0: yes <laughs> yes I, I read them to myself in my head
1: and i don't share it with the rest of the world <laughs> <laughs> the, the selfish book club we don't even publish the episodes yes. what did you think Matt? <laughs> i'm not telling you available on none of the platforms <laughs>
0: So if you have any thoughts or opinions on this book or the next one, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you want to congratulate me, uh, tell me how <laughs> fabulous I am for my quiz
2: expertise on the Mysterious ferret. at Styles, you can do so on Twitter. And our handle is at
1: lazybookclubpod. Hashtag That's right. selfish book club. <laughs> selfish book club. Um, I came in last, so if you're feeling sorry for me and want to show some love my way, you could do it on Instagram at Pod, Single tier.
0: And we are also on Patreon, and for the very low fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode. We're currently working through the Grim Tales book, so we have Rumpelstiltskin up there, we have Hansel and Gretel up there, and we have the shoe makers elves up there <laughs> the as <shoe>. well what <laughs> about the shoe maker i was i was honestly trying to remember what the title of it was the
1: shoe one, <laughs> the yeah, the shoe shoe one.
0: yes uh they are currently up on patreon so if you subscribe you get access to all of those episodes as well as the videos of the video call of us doing this one and all of our styles episodes as well we're also on tiktok at lazy book club pod and I sometimes put videos up there. I'll put. I need to be a bit better at that, but there'll be some up there by this time. This one goes out. I'm sure I said that last week, and I haven't put any up, but never mind. We do like a TikTok dance challenge. With yes, everywhere. I don't know. Yes. That's that's
2: all I know. Let's do short. that. <laughs> but, uh,
0: final farewell from all four of us here on the epilogue episode today. You can join us next week for the very first chapter of Thirty Nine Steps, and we will see you then. Bye. Bye!